Hey there, listeners. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Die by the Sword podcast. Uh, before we get into the episode, just want to give a quick shout out to the guys over at Midnight Syndicate. You can check out their music at www.midnightsyndicate.com. Also, if you want to add some spooky music to your own games, uh, go ahead and check out the ambient sounds over at Sword Coast Soundscapes. Check them out at youtube.com slash Soundscapes. All right, quick intro for me this week. Let's get into the show. Sweet guys uh, went on a safari. Oh, did you? I did too. Oh, you did? So we went to uh, Fossil Rim, and I hadn't been there since I was a kid, basically, and I got to take my kid. You know, I've never been there. You've got to go. You know, we wanted to be like the whole social distance thing, and so what it is, if you you guys have never been there, um, is you stay in your car, and you drive through this acres and acres of park, and they have like antelopes and all these animals of names that I can't pronounce. And they come up to the car <laughs> and they'll you, you throw food at them. And it's you know, called you an them. ostrich, Gary. An ostrich. <laughs> oh, so they have those there too. Um, when I was a little kid, I actually, uh, that's my my one memory of the place that is terrifying is Asha sticking his head in the car and me getting scared. I had the food in my hand and I closed my hand and he bit the crap out of my hand <laughs> no <laughs> that's the first thing that came to my mind when you said that the the car uh safari thing is just getting attacked by an ostrich it's the oh. first thing i thought of <laughs> uh, i saw one yeah. where a guy was they had the the feed inside the car and they had the sunroof open and the giraffe came by and poked its head right in that sunroof and said i'm here for the food <laughs> <laughs> Well, so, and I drive a Jeep Wrangler, so we had the oh, windows in the back off, so everything's down. The top was still on, but the windows and everything are off, so these animals, some were a little more aggressive than others, just sticking their heads inside the car looking for food. Ah! <laughs> They've gotten well, they, used to it. Yeah, they know where the food is. I would, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did any of them say, feed me, Seymour? <laughs> no, that was at the uh, botanical gardens, though. <laughs> the ah. mutant botanical gardens, <laughs> yeah. and that yeah, one the... of the strangler plants, like from the Adams family. Yeah, yeah. I, I've never been to Fossil Rim, but I have been to Texas Safari, which is in Clifton near Waco, which is a similar type thing. We used to go every year for a school field trip. There used to be one in the area. I can't remember what it was called, but it had an orange color with a zebra. It's been so long. Or the, there was that one in um, Oklahoma. Arbuckle. Arbuckle. Yeah, <laughs> See, that, that's the one we went to as a child. That's the one our parents always took us to was Arbuckle Wilderness. Yeah, I still remember the commercials for that one, the Arbuckle Wilderness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was fun. Yeah, they were they were great. Uh, the one that I went to though, um, it was uh, dinosaurs. Ooh. Oh yeah, yeah, you went on safari with the dinosaurs this weekend, huh? Yeah, they had animatronic dinosaurs. Oh, uh, cool! It was it was hot. Not gonna lie, it was out. Oh yeah, yeah. It and, was and, terrible here. Yeah, and it's just like a line of of vehicles just baking in the sun. Mm. <laughs> 
Time for dinosaurs on ice. Let's go to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't socially distance on ice. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. This one at the at the park they had um quite a bit of cars there too. <laughs> I thought they would. I thought you know being on a Thursday wouldn't be so bad, but you know, there's still a lot of people there because nobody has anything else to do. Sure. Everybody's just trying to look for a reason to get out and do something. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, in Texas, people have already been getting out and doing stuff. That's why we're in the predicament we're in. That's that is true. From this trip this weekend, though, guys, I do have a bit of a confession on how I may or may not be a terrible dad. Uh-oh. Because the ostrich, as I said, scared me as a child. And uh, yeah, there might have been an overaggressive ostrich this time around. And I might have rolled up my window. <laughs> And uh, let it go back and peck at my daughter a little bit. <laughs> Did you throw food on her too? No, she had the food in her hands. And so I was like, just dump it out of the car. And she was like, oh, what? And I was like, oh, you'll see. So I was just like <laughs> rolling my window up. <laughs> That's hilarious. Though. He handed her the food, actually. He had it. But like, Here, hold this for me. Watch out for <laughs> It's in my hair. <laughs> Take her, not me. <laughs> That's Take awesome. the little one. <laughs> yeah. I really don't blame you, though. I would do the same thing. Ostrich just scares shit out of me. Oh, man. It was like a dinosaur for real. Yeah. yeah. The and first time I saw one, I want to ride one. So I want to ride one of those things. <laughs> I, You I'm, know, I was always fascinated by old movies that had people riding ostriches. Yes. Did you ever play Joust? <laughs> no. Yes. I did. <laughs> Hell yeah. But... Ostriches and, and emus are very, very fast. Uh, because I, I remember growing up, there was a day that a tornado came through uh, where I lived. And it there was an emu farm near where, where I lived. And it knocked down the fences, so an emu got out. The emu starts running down the road. And so my dog sees it, jumps through the screen door, and starts chasing the emu. So I start chasing my dog. I didn't know that a tornado was coming through at the time. And so oh, I chased, no. chased him for a while until my dog finally gave up. And then when I got back, I saw the damage from the, the tornado. So I was outside running around on a tornado chasing an emu. I was going to say, did the emu save your life? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, weirdly enough, my house was completely untouched. But the neighbor's house wasn't. Oh, wow. I thought Wait, you were going to say like they got out first and they were out running the tornado as it went. Like they were out <laughs> in front of it. And just, just. I mean, it's kind of what it seems like happened. <laughs> yeah, no, emus and ostriches, I mean, they may seem mean, but have you ever met a cassowary? That is a dinosaur. Now that, yeah. I'm confused. What's a cassowary? <laughs> well, cassowary is a school in Fort Worth. Um, but a cassowary is the meanest dinosaur bird that's ever walked the earth. Oh, like you do not want to be one. They, uh, they, they live in like Northern Australia. People have to take shields when they're walking down the street because they will come up and try and kick you. They're mean. Mm-hmm. I think Australia is just a mean place. Like the animals there are just ridiculous. They all try to kill you. Oh, yeah. True. Spiders. <laughs> octopus like all of it yeah kangaroos trying to just come up and kick you in the face it's crazy <laughs> all the Did koalas you see have herpes <laughs> i thought they had chlamydia oh maybe that's what it is <laughs> either way not good 
Yeah. <laughs> By no. the way, I'm not banging one. <laughs> good That's <call>. fair. <laughs> you just gotta wrap it up. <laughs> Use koala wrap. But, no, but this banter, we have to wrap up this banter. It's gone off the rails. <laughs> oh, I like it. <laughs> so what happened last time, you guys? Uh, speaking of koalas. No, just kidding. <laughs> oh, no. Um, <laughs> I, I seem to remember setting off a trap and getting shot full of arrows. Uh, yes, there yeah. was that. There, there was that. Uh, you figured out that the, the thing that or the creature that was attached to the, the tree was a werewolf. And I believe you fought some werewolves after you camped. Yes. <laughs> and they got chlamydia from a. And you got chlamydia from them. <laughs> one of them was a were koala, and he gave you chlamydia. <laughs> I hate when the were koala. So where did I get these herpes from? <laughs> you? It turned into Oregon Trail. <laughs> we all got dysentery again. <laughs> we died from dysentery. Who's Terry? Terry Crews? He will crush you. Don't diss Terry. He'll come back and haunt you. So I, I I believe we ended last week's episode with uh, you guys getting to Askinor Lodge. Yes, we had ah, did yes. make the trek. Very good. Um, so as you come down the the hill, making your way toward Askinor Lodge, you can see it's very far from a simple cabin, but at this. This lodge is constructed out of layers of interlocking pine logs, and they're set on top of a stone foundation. It, The size of this cabin rivals some of the fanciest mansions in all of Caliphaz. It is surrounded by a ten-foot-high vine-covered stone wall. You also see, as you look over the walls, this place has different levels, balconies, patios... Uh, ivy covers much of the stone foundation, and then the rest of the of the lodge consists of like a rustic wood. Um, the roof is shingled with gray and dark red slate. It's got gables and shutters and and other things that are painted a reddish brown. Um, in addition to the main lodge, the grounds also have stables. It's got a maintenance shed. Uh, three servants' quarters, a small watchtower, and it also has, as you notice, the pathway going toward it. The entryway, the only way in, is a large, double-arched gatehouse. And this gatehouse is the portcullis, and the gate is closed as you make your way toward the lodge. Um, also, if you took... This hedge maze, and you put it on top of this right here, and then this whole section, all of this, moved it up. It kind of looks like Texas. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Oh, it does, yeah. But anyway, that's that's beside the point. Mm. Okay, so we're locked out of the gatehouse. Yeah, I thought you were going to go with, with the hedge maze out front. Uh, it looked kind of like the Stanley Hotel. Ooh, no, the yeah. Stanley Hotel hedge maze was only to, uh, shin high. It's normally bigger than that. We just happened to go when they had trimmed it. So are we at the point where you say, what do you do? 
Well, as you do approach the gate, a couple of guards standing on the other side of the gate say, Holt! Who's there? Oh, it's, uh, yes. We're, we're here to, uh, to go to Askinor Lodge. Um, we have, uh, our invitations, and I show my invitation. Um, we don't, there's no names on these invitations. Um, I look at it and immediately say, what are you talking about? It's, I pull it from it, look at it. Um, can he see me if I cast press digitation? Yes. Then I won't do that. Um, but I am confused because we got these, did, did, did you want us to roleplay as forging documents? No, it's just, Judge Deramid did tell you that they were blank. So you did want us to roleplay forging documents. <laughs> I'm good with forgery. Let's go. <laughs> I would have assumed that we would have done all that before he got there. I didn't know we had to call it. <laughs> Diego is busily writing on his right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, where, where did you get these these invitations? Uh, well, we we got these invitations from um, Judge Deramid from Lippestad. Do you know Judge Deramid? Yes, she, she's a regular guest here. But we we don't have any other guests on our reservation list. Um, without a valid invitation and uh, our reservation, we, we, we cannot let you in. What's a valid invitation? Because we were handed these by a member. I don't understand. Well... Wait here. Let let me get. Let us get the porter, and, we, and the the porter will settle this. As 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 he's talking, as Renly's talking, um, his his hair uh, starts to grow short and blonde, but kind of long, and um, immediately asks to speak to the manager. <laughs> <laughs> so he turned he turned into Karen the one. Yes. No, Karen the other one. Yes. <laughs> So is he leaving and he and there's anybody out there with us or no? Uh the there's still a couple of guards by the gate. They're on the other side of the gate from you. Um but one of them heads off toward the main building to to get the porter. So they're still paying attention to us so we couldn't try anything like secretive. Uh, oh yeah, they're watching you for sure. But you wait there for a little bit um and then a, a few minutes later you see this little halfling man. He's tidy, well-dressed. Um, he's got the the little glasses without the, the earpieces that are just stuck to his nose. <laughs> he makes his way out to the gate. And you notice that there's a little, um, like, small gate to the side that he opens that's just tall enough for him. And he steps outside and comes up towards you. And uh, as he approaches, he says, Yes, I I, I do uh, understand that you have invitations that don't have names on them. May I, may I see these invitations? Here you go. Um, first, may I say, I love your glasses. Thank you. Uh, are, are, they, um, are they gold-rimmed? Is that you got real gold? 
Obviously. Well, <laughs> they suit you very well. So we have just come from Lepestad, uh mm-hmm. from Judge Derbid. Uh We actually just won a case in, in front, uh, arguing in front of her. It was, it was really quite, quite something. Um, mm-hmm. And she said that, that we could be guests here. We have the proper invitations just because they don't have our names in them. I mean, I could write my name in it, and then would that solve the problem? No. Um, what but is the, the problem? Exactly. Let me, let me just peruse these for just a moment. And he, he pulls each one individually up really close to his face to look at them. Uh, he spends several minutes going through the five invitations. And he looks like he's going over every little minute detail on these invitations. His lips are pursed while he's doing it pensively. And eventually he, he hands the papers back out to you and says, I, I apologize for any misunderstanding, but as the port of Askinor Lodge, I cannot permit your entrance at this time. You do not have reservations. Or will you, not. You, you, you do not. Cannot or will not. You because I have to know if it's can or not. Will not. Listen. Because if it is will not, I would hate, hate for you to lose your job or worse. Listen. I cannot permit your entrance at this time. You do not have reservations in our books, and despite your claims, I have no evidence to justify allowing strangers into the lodge. From the looks of you, unlike the rest of my guests, you have not come here to take peaceful rest. I I don't want any do trouble. Mean, no, I don't understand what you're saying right now. No, just Did I you don't just want call any me trouble. Rat? Did you just, just call just, me? Just Did you and take call me that somewhere else? Uh, um, but you know what? It's fine. It's fine. We will go somewhere else today. And as you say that, then you, you'll you'll go somewhere else. You you start to see a kind of rough and tumble-looking woodsman making his way toward the gate, followed by a young noble-dressed gentleman. This noble-dressed gentleman's in a finely tailored, like studded hunting outfit. And you also notice that as you've been arguing with the porter, a crowd has kind of gathered around the gate to kind of see what all the commotion is. And these two gentlemen kind of bust their way through the group of people, and they've got several, like, scruffy-looking hirelings following behind them, uh, leading a pair of horses and carrying wooden crates marked with heraldic symbols. Um, as they make it past, the, the woodsman in particular calls back to the noble, Duriston, I'll take you there, but I ain't bringing my dogs. Hmm. But listen, Delgros, I I led these men out into the woods earlier for a hunt, and and there was this horrific, unexplained slaughter of a golden buck, and we, I think, I think they were werewolves. There have to be werewolves there. Werewolves, did you say? I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. I really am. We ran into werewolves in the woods. You did. We did. Well, see, just I not- told you there are werewolves out there. There are werewolves out there. We saw them with our own eyes, and it's just not safe out here, don't you think? Oh, I, I, I agree. But, oh, oh, wait. 
You're real adventurers, aren't you? I mean, anyone can be an adventurer. It doesn't take much. Just a panache for getting into trouble. Or is it penchant? I don't know how to pronounce that word. Well, <laughs> well I, I was just trying to convince Delgros here that, that we should go out on a werewolf hunt. You must join me. Are you guests of the lodge? Yes, yes I am. Oh, uh, I would uh, love to you... join you, but our invitations were rejected by this small man. Oh. Ooh. Digger well. mingling in the crowd. Ooh. <laughs> our legitimate, well. uh, legitimate invitations, mind you. Well, uh, uh, tell you what. If you join me on this hunt, then I will have you as my own personal guests here at the lodge, and Bellic can't say anything against that. I will even pay for your stay. That's very kind of you. Um, now, to be warned, we did fight the werewolves, but they were formidable. Ah, well, that should be nothing. If you join me, I can discuss all of my... Uh, my hunts that I've done. I, I'm a bit of a werewolf hunter. Oh, are you? Do you just hate all werewolves, or...? It's just something about the thrill of catching them. Ah. Uh, have you... You don't eat them, do you? No, no. That would just well, be wrong. Agreed. So, um... Yes, no, we, we would love to join you. Gentlemen, would you, would you like to join this hunt? Sure, sounds fun. I feel that some of us are not necessarily appropriately equipped. I have silver. Dwarfy has silver. Who? Who? Wait. No, real talk. Who isn't equipped? Uh, neither Cabal nor I have anything that's silver. I don't think. Ah, okay. Yeah, I just have this. I just have the little dipping stuff. <laughs> I can dip my arrows in this. Uh, I use my one thing already of silver sheen. Yeah. Nobody has the silver knife. Uh, nobody. Diego it. does. Uh, uh, yes, I do have the silver knife, and I don't really need that, so I will hand it to Jobert. Take this. Uh, thank you. I will rely on my fists. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's some something that we can we can get for you, Cabal. Yeah. Perfect. Are we all set? Well, I mean. We just got here. We would like to clean out a few things. Um, I I don't think that they will let you in until I get back. Oh, we weren't going to check in now and just come back? Because that would no. really help, you know? They, they, they need time to prepare any guest rooms. Okay, well... Don't, don't you need to tell them that you're here and you have guests? Balik is right here. He he heard the whole conversation. <laughs> oh, I didn't see him down there. <laughs> I, guess we're, I guess we're adventuring then. We do need to hurry. We don't want the trail to go cold. Well, I'm ready when you are. Very good. Duristan and Delgras, as well as their group of hirelings, start making their way out in a westerly direction from the front gate. You guys travel for 
a few miles, and the trail leads to a small clearing where the trampled ground and snapped brush show signs of a great struggle. Soil is soaked with blood, and more has splashed upon the tree trunks and leaves. Despite the telltale evidence, Delgros' jaw drops and his, his eyes dart wildly with, with shock at the situation. It's gone. What is gone? The, it's gone. The, 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 the stag, it was, it was right here. It, it's gone. Are you referring to the golden stag? Yes, it, it, it was dead. We saw it this morning. It, it was, it was right here. You left such a treasure? I'm going to do uh, a check. Would it be a perception check or a knowledge nature or a, a survival? Uh, you could do perception or survival. I'm going to do perception because it's the bigger bonus. Um, 23. Okay. Uh, with a 23, you are able to see there are at least two distinct sets of prints in the clearing. Uh, besides those of the stag. Uh, most of them are only partial prints, though, and they look like they're badly trampled over. Can can I tell if they're human or goblin or orc or whatever? Uh, roll a knowledge nature check, if you've got that. I got all the knowledges, but I don't think this is going to help. 16. A 16 is enough to realize that these prints are not consistent with any normal, like, lycanthrope hybrid prints that you've heard of before. They seem more like the tracks of, like, a dire wolf, but they have these strange, elongated claws as well. Are you sure we're hunting werewolves? This this is not... A werewolf print. This is much larger and much looks more ferocious. What else do you see? And the other set of prints, um, you can tell, match those of like a great boar. So it looks as though the three animals here are mystery were creature. The stag. And it's some cloven hoofed. Maybe a bull. And they all seem to be going. Which way are they going? Give me a survival check. This is my third check, you guys. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. 20. Say the part to do that. <laughs> uh, so you can definitely see where they go toward a, a swath of crushed um, brush over the side, as if something had been dragged off that way. Can can I tell which of the things were dragged off, or is it a fourth thing? You can't really tell. You know something was dragged, but you can't tell what was dragged. Well, something was dragged that way, and I point towards the brush. Okay. Diego will go over to where the drag is and try to determine how fresh this is. Do you want a... Uh, that would be a survival. Uh, 22. 22. It's recent, but not, like, within the last hour or so. Okay. So, I, Diego will tell you, 
Look, my friends, it looks like whatever was dragged away was dragged about maybe an hour or so ago. Should he follow the, uh, follow the drag marks? Perhaps it was the stag that was dragged off. How many are in our party besides us five? You got five of you. Uh, you got Duristan and Delgros, and then there's about six hirelings. Are they like the mongrel men, or are they... They're humans, they're just... Okay. That's how we go. Okay. Um, you start making your way over toward the brush, following the path of... The drags. Um, the dragging. And you make your way into the brush where you see three wild dire boars feeding on the carcass of this golden stag. And they notice you. And we're rolling for initiative. Sorry to do this. 22. Hey, same. I hate wasting a 20 on initiative. Okay. Uh, And what are those initiatives? Uh, Mine was a 22. 22. Chaubert is a 22 as well. Chaubert's 22. Who's got the higher modifier? Dance off. Uh, Chaubert. Uh, Seven. I have two. Yeah. Definitely Chaubert. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Uh, Renly. Renly got a four. Dwarfy got a five. Five and Cabal. As uh, a 12. 12. Now, these are just dire boars, right? Yes, they are dire boars. Just dire boars. Not where dire boars. No, not where boars. Just dire boars. But we are starting off with Chaubert. Oh boy. Chaubert's kind of out in the front there, so he is going to. I guess do the old the old uh, the old charge, and go straight into the center board. There's three boards in front of him, so he's gonna go straight at that center board. That's a bold okay. move, Todd. Yeah, because <laughs> you were like you just you basically are a side dish to that to that deer right now. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm. Uh, I'm hoping that these. Uh, two new guys and their however many helpers they got are going to be not too far behind. Well, since the helpers aren't on the board, I'm going to guess they're not going to be any help. Oh. <laughs> Think of them like stormtroopers. They, they shoot and don't hit anything. <laughs> uh, okay. Hmm. They're, just, they're just lobbing rocks from, from way away. Just throwing rocks. <laughs> you, 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 you. you hear it in the distance. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Then perhaps not my best plan. (laughs) No, I like it. New character. Awesome. (laughs) Alright. So, he's got his short sword. And, uh... 16. (laughs) 16 does hit. Okay. Alright. I'd imagine their natural armor would be pretty high. 17 points of damage. 17 points of damage to the middle one. Yes, and I'm going to uh, apply the debilitating injury to him of uh, disoriented. So he takes uh, 
negative two to his attack roll, or negative four against me. Okay. God, I hope they're not second. Well, no, they can't be second. They could have all rolled 22 <laughs> Yeah With a 3 yeah. modifier With a 3 modifier, yeah We just salute as he dies It's been nice knowing you, man <laughs> Bye, One Kyle le- <laughs> One less room needed <laughs> But it, it is actually Diego's turn uh, Okay, so Diego is going to rush right up as well to this boar on the left and he is going to smack it with his fists okay um, he's going to attempt a stunning fist whoop his butt does a 19 hit yes it does yay uh, so he is going to be stunned. I get a fortitude save, though, right? Yes, you do. There's a 14. Uh, that is... This happened a character level is three and a half. This was the modifier. Carry the one. Yeah, I yes. know, this is a lot. Uh, okay, so <laughs> it's actually 15 is the stunning strike... Hit. DC. Yeah. Okay. 10, plus, 10 plus half my level plus uh, my wisdom modifier. So, so it's 15 and a half. So he is stunned because he rolled a 14. Yay! Uh, the damage. Well, it's only a 5 on damage. Only 5 damage, but he is stunned. Next up. You just like open hand slapped him. That's all you did. I was like, whoosh. <laughs> He's stunned because he just was like, did, did, did I just get slapped? <laughs> all right. So next up are the boars. One of them is stunned, but two of them have Chauvet right there readily available. Yeah. Gulp indeed. Hide the deer carcass. And it's a taunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're both going to try to gore you. The first one is a 23. This is the one that's not stun- uh, not affected by your debilitating strike. It's a 23. Ah. God, this is the Osher situation all over again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that hits. Wait, is the deer your daughter? Oh no. (laughs) What are you saying? This got dark quick. I I meant from when I was a kid. Oh, oh yeah. (laughs) Alright, the first one gores you for 17 points of damage. Oh man. And the second one will take a minus four against you. And that would be with the minus four, a seven. It's a kind of dance out of the way of that one. He misses. And the third one is stunned. Alright, next up would be Cabal. Alright. Uh, Cabal moves up about 15 feet forward. Um, and then he will use his feet of rapid shot 
to shoot the one that Diego hurt in front of him. He is in melee, so you will take a minus four. I have, I guess I'll use my feet then, a precise shot. Okay, so if you have precise shot, then you don't have to worry about that. Perfect. Um, 17 for the That's first a hit. one. Six damage. Six damage. Second one, 16. 16 hits. Five damage on that. All right. Got some damage done to a couple of them. Uh, next up is Dwarfy. Well, Dwarfy, uh, his, his little legs can only carry him so far. So, so he is going to get up as far as he can. Right next to Cabal. Gross. <laughs> I forgot. You got it. Uh, history. Very short, terrible history. Did fight, you say a, fight, a short fight. history? You got it, Dwarfy. He is going to uh, cast Bless. The range is 50 feet. Cool. So this affects everybody. Everybody gets a plus one morale bonus on attack rolls and saving throws. Well, the saving th- against fear effects. So if you're afraid of pigs, you get a plus one. <laughs> but it, it will help your attack rolls. Okay. So. Very good. Renly. Renly is going to... So I can get up to the boar, right? Get in its face. Sure. Cool. Uh, and I, I was drawing my halberd the whole time. I was moving. And I am going to swing on this mother. But it's not going to do anything. Um, nine? That, that's a miss. All right. Okay. Uh, next up are Delgross and Duriston. They're going to stay right where they are and fire their bows. And they also have precise shot, so there's no penalty at all. <laughs> Delgris hits with a 15. And Duriston will hit with a 16. Woo! Got him. So. <laughs> Which ones did, he, did, they, did they hit? Delgris hit boar number one, which is directly in front of Renly and Diego. And Duriston hit boar number three, which is the one to the side of Shomir. Now, I have a mechanical question. Because these are, are, are large creatures, correct? Yes, they are. Um, does, does the one that Jobert on our right, um, right next to Jobert... Would that one be affected by firing into melee? Because you got a big old target, but it is fighting with Jobert. So, technically, it is in melee with Jobert, but you have a bigger target. But he is still in melee. See, I don't get that. All right, that'll bring us back to the top of the round with Jobert. All right. So the one is still stunned, so Jobert is going to take the... He's he's right in the thick of him. So he's going to take the five-foot step to his left and go over to the stunned one. And, and eat the stag. 
Can you? <laughs> is it difficult terrain, or is it he can, can he move there at all? Because it's not an ally. It's slippery with blood. Uh, because the the deer is kind of taking up that space, it is considered difficult terrain. So you wouldn't be able to five foot step. You could five foot move, but you, there are no five foot steps through difficult terrain. Can't he five foot step in in the um, the diagonal square? Diagonal, yeah. Yes, you could do that. Oh, good work, Philip. So I will <laughs> five foot step to the diagonal, which is kind of taking her back into this, you know, back into the left step, so I can still get at that one guy. I hope they don't have breath weapons because we are all neatly in a line. <laughs> <laughs> the hog breath. Those fire boars. Mm-hmm. Their eyes are red. Sure. It's because they're stone. <laughs> They've been, they've been an old grandpa's medicine. <laughs> All right, so Shabazz gonna uh, use a short sword again, and he is at a twenty-two. That's a hit. All right. And he does twenty-one points of damage. Woo! Twenty-one <laughs> points of damage. How did he do that? He doesn't get sneak attack damage, does he? Yeah, because the guy's dazed. He's stunned. Oh, or yeah. stunned. Because he's so high. <laughs> Anybody need a towel? <laughs> That's what I thought of too. <laughs> Somebody laced the stag with brownies. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Nice hit from Chaubert doing 21 points of damage. I'll bring us to Diego. Uh, Diego is going to spend a key point and do flurry of blows on the stunned stag, or as uh, uh, dire. Fire the stag. <laughs> <laughs> He's already dead, man. He's already dead. <laughs> it's already dead. I've been eating the brownies. Is what happened. <laughs> okay, so for the dire boar, we're going to do the flurry of blows. Uh, the first one is a 15. Bad hits. The second one is a 20. Not, uh, not natural. Also a hit. So... The first one does 9 points of damage. The second one does 7 points of damage. And you have killed... Nope. Nope. Ah! Close. You have almost killed a boar, but he's not dead yet. He feels happy. Um. All right. It is now the boar's turn. Uh, the one that was stunned is no longer stunned. Correct. 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 So it takes that off. Uh, and since Diego just slapped him twice, he's gonna try to gore Diego. It's a 17 to hit. Ah, does not. Thank God. <laughs> All right. So he reaches out to gore you in one final attack. And as he does so, he falls. Oh, okay. Wait, he killed himself? He had a uh, negative 16 hit points, but he has ferocity, so he can still act until he's negative his con. Ah. Uh, but every... When you're in ferocity, you still lose a hit point every round. And so after this round, he would be at his negative con. Oh. So it is uh, now the other boar's turns. 
Uh, the boar in the middle will kind of do a five foot step over and go after Chauvet. As a 20 to hit. Wait, is that the minus four one? It was, but the minus four is over. Ah. Um, but, it, but luckily it still misses. Aha, so 20 misses. And then the other boar is going to rush down toward Cabal and try to gore Cabal. Okay. That is a 17. 17 misses. 17 misses. So two misses from the boars. And Cabal, you get to strike back. Okay. So Cabal will punch it in the face with his uh, punching dagger. Okay. Does, does he have to drop and draw? Even if he did, he would still be able to do it right there. Okay. Okay. Dropping is free and drawing does not provoke. Cool. Okay. So Cabal takes out his punching dagger and 19. That's a hit. For six points of damage. Six points of damage. Got it. All right, and then I can move five feet, correct? Yes, you can. So I will move behind your feet. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sacrificing the dwarf? <laughs> no. Give him a chance. Chance to do something. <laughs> well, it is Dwarfy's turn. Well, if it's Dwarfy's turn... He takes a five-foot step behind Kamal. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's got all his movement. He can just duck behind him. He doesn't have to take the five-foot step. Uh, we just start tangling. <laughs> like on True Lies? I was yes. thinking rant. I was thinking rant, but yes. Some tango, Maureen. Yes, that's what I was thinking But I got the True Lies reference, too. He's just going to... Warhammer this little piggy. Like, go wee 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 all the way home. Well, let's see. To heaven. <laughs> nope, crack die. That's not a whole lot better. Wait, no, that's fine. Uh, 16. That hits. Is he gonna move first? Well, yeah, he takes his five foot step. Bloop. Yeah. There you go. Then I roll. Then I hit him. He gets seven points of bludgeoning damage. Seven points of bludgeoning damage. Right, next up is Redley. Redley is going to... He's going to hit one of them. I think it'd be easier to hit this guy. Okay. So he is going to step up to the same one Dwarvy hit. And since he's got his halberd out already... Going to 17. 17 hits. Four points of damage. Four points of damage. Doesn't matter what kind. They don't have slashing resistance. No. No resistances on these guys. Alright, next up will be Duristan and Delgris. Duristan will fire at the board that is directly in front of him, which is, well, not directly in front of him, 15 feet in front uh, so one next to Renly and Dwarfy. That's a natural one. 
Oof. And that is a fumble. Oh no! Oops. And that is with a ranged weapon. Uh, his fumble is tunnel vision. For the next three rounds, he has plus one a plus one bonus on all attacks, but he is considered flat-footed. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah, it's not too bad. Could, could for, be for much worse. That's why I had to make sure I, that was a fumble. <laughs> yeah. Especially for a range... If, if it was like uh, me or Dwarfy or Diego Jobert, I get that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then Delgros will fire at boar number two, which is the one that's over by Jobert. And miss with a 13. Bad round for those guys. Right, man. These things dead, brought us. Yeah, I know. Dead weight we're carrying. <laughs> Chaubert. All right. Chaubert's uh, basically right in front of this board, but he's going to take a five foot step over to his right just in case Diego wants to get in on this action. <laughs> and then uh, he's going to, he's going to, you know, use the short sword again. Ooh, that is a. 14. That is a miss. Yes. It's all because you moved. Yeah, right? All right, Diego. Okay, so since I've now got an opening, Diego will take a running flip into the space that Jobert just left and use his fist to do a flurry of blows. Or actually, no. Uh, he'll do a stunning uh, fist on this boar in front of us. For a 14 miss. 14 misses. Now do five foot flips incur tax of opportunity. <laughs> sure that was a flavor flip. They do antagonize the boar. <laughs> well, it's now the boar's turns. Let's see. Boar number three. He's got Dwarfy and Renly. And Uh He's going to go after Dwarfy. Because Dwarfy smacked him with a hammer. Ooh, Natty 19. That's going to be For a, a total of. That would be like a 27. Oh, yeah, I know that. Oh, you know what? I should put this. You got to run around here naked. <laughs> Flavor naked. Flavor naked. Flavor naked Dwarf. Uh, well, he takes 17 points of damage from the gore, and then, let's see, I'll roll a d4 on if boar number two goes after Diego or Chaubert, because you're both right there. Uh, evens are Chaubert, odds are Diego. He goes after Chaubert. Yeah. Of course he does. Sorry, Chaubert. <laughs> it's a 22. Oof. That would have been a hit on me. Anyway. <laughs> that is a hit. Yeah. Okay. Chauvet takes 14 points of damage. That'll bring us to Cabal. Okay, so Cabal sees the opportunity to heal and outdo Dwarfy, so he runs up to Chauvet, uh, grabs his hand very elegantly, and casts Cure Moderate Wounds. 19 points of healing. 
Now, is that on me or Dwarfy? Oh, it is not Dwarfy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. So, as he's, yeah, as he's curing you, he's like side-eyeing Dwarfy. Like, look, <laughs> look what I'm doing. <laughs> this is your job, but you're falling down. So. All right. Well, it is Dwarfy's turn. Does Dwarfy have anything to say about that? Yeah, well, at least I'm doing damage to these bastards. Uh, and then he rolls to hit with his hammer again. Ooh, natural 20. See? I told you. Let's see if it confirms. Um, maybe. Maybe. 7 plus 11. Uh, yeah. So that's 18. That is a confirmed critical. Sweet. Uh, what does the crit card say? And that's with his... Hammer, so it's I a bludgeoning love weapon. when these two get into it. <laughs> uh, this is staggering blow. It does normal damage and then double non-lethal damage. Okay, okay. So let's do the normal damage first. Uh, eight. That is seven points of normal damage. Okay. And then do I do it again for... And then roll. How do we... Just roll your regular damage uh, for the hammer, uh, but do double. It's, it's the same. Seven, so 14. 14 non lethal. Alright. 14 non lethal and seven regular damage. He's still standing, though. Yeah, yeah, so I would think that Dwarfy would turn to Cabal and just gloat on this 21 points of damage that he just did. He does do that, but Cabal just gives like a yawn symbol, like, oh. <laughs> uh, Ridley. Ridley rolls his eyes, and then he's going to roll his die. <laughs> he rolls his eyes, and he's going to roll his die. Oh, 12 plus. 18. That's a hit. So six points of hover damage. All right. Still standing. Really? This stupid thing. <laughs> Alright, that will bring us to Duriston and Delgross. They're gonna copy what they did last time. Uh, Duriston gets a plus one to his attack. This is the crit card, or the fumble card, which is weird that he gets a bonus. Also, I mean, remember everybody, you've got that plus one from Bless. Oh, I forgot. Oh, shoot. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for next time. <laughs> Do over. Uh, Duriston hits with a 21. And Delgross is going to fire at war number two. And he misses again with a 10. Oh, Delgross. Also, these guys aren't getting too dirty. Do you get minus four for every person that's in melee with your enemy? Because, like, everybody is in his way. He's just firing through everybody. Yes. You're lucky he hasn't hit one of you. Oh, I was worried, actually. <laughs> um, Showbear, we're back to you. Still going to do the old short sword attack. That is it. What is that? Uh, 21. 21 hits. 
10 points of damage. 10 points of damage. Is that to the boar to the north or the south? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, to the to the one that I've been attacking, the one to the north of me. North? All right. 10 points of damage to him. The one guy that's been messing me up, too. You're just trading blows back and forth. Mm-hmm. Dirty. He's all... <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, take this. Oh, double dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I got boar herpes. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing it back around. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Diego. Uh, Diego is going to spend a key point and go flurry of blows against the boar to the north of Jobert. Uh, Henceforth, no, just Borth. The first one is a 29 to make up for that miss I got the last time. And the second one is a 19, or 20, excuse me. Both hit. Uh, All right. The first one is a four points of damage, and the second is another four points of damage. Horribly on that one. (laughs) Well, he didn't take the damage. Uh. Next up would be the boars, and boar two. I'm going to roll again to see if he goes after uh, Diego or Chaubert. Goes after Chaubert again. That's my mortal enemy. Uh, I will add defensive aid to Chaubert. Also mortal enemy. I was just about to say that. Mortal enemies. <laughs> So is the title of this episode Portal Combat? Yes. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, that is uh, that's that a whopping 15 to hit. Ooh, miss. Okay. And then Boar 3 has got three options for the target. So one or two Dwarfy, three, four Renly, five, six Chauvet. Goes after Dwarfy. And that is a nine. Miss. Okay. Cabal. So, mechanical question, because I, since I'm new. So, how do feats work? Do you have to use them and they're gone for the fight, or do you always have them? You always have them. Perfect. Okay. So, then, in that case, he will take a five-step diagonal back, and he will shoot... The north boar with, um, we'll do rapid shot. Okay. 17 to hit. That's a hit. Four, five points of damage. All right. And we'll 12 for the second. 12 misses. Plus one? Yeah, that's what the plus one Oh. <laughs> How's this boar looking, the north boar? He's, uh, the one that's been... He's, he's definitely bloody. Remember, it's Borth. Ollie Borth. Borth, yeah. <laughs> the other one, Boris Karloff. <laughs> All right, Dwarfy. Is Dwarfy um, attacking Borthy Hamill? <laughs> now it's Borthy <laughs> Hamill. Yes, he is. Nice. Silver, Civil War. Silver... I've had too many whiskeys. Silver Warhammer to the boar 
and that is 20. That hits. That is nine points of bludgeoning damage to this boar. I think you mean Patsy Swine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this boar looks staggered. Wait, is it really staggered, though? That's how it appears. Okay. Renly. Seeing that that one is staggered, uh, I'm going to take a five-foot diagonal step next to Jobert and hit uh, the other one with my uh, halberd. 14. 14 misses. Boom. Was that with your plus one? Yeah, that was with the plus one. Okay. Duristan and Delgross are... They're both going to fire at Boar 3. Easier targets. Duristan, with his plus one, will miss, because that was a natural five. And Delgross... was a natural 19. So Delgross will hit. Box. Yeah, this Durston's kind of useless. Man. They both are. (laughs) (laughs) That boar is still standing, even after taking damage. All right, Chaubert. All right. Chaubert's got a vendetta against this uh, (laughs) Ollie boar. And uh, he is going to go for an 18. 18 hits. Another ten. Ten, yeah. Ten points damage. Yep. And now this boar is staggered. Uh, Diego. Diego is going to uh, smack this piglet with uh, an unarmed strike. Uh, for f- fifteen. Fifteen just hits. Yay! For seven points of damage damage, and with that you kill this boar. Bye, Piglet. It's been nice enough. So now you have one boar left. Let's see, who is he going to attack? Nobody. He's staggered. He's, he can still he can still attack, even though he's staggered. He's not stunned. So he, he again has three targets to go for. Going after Dwarfy again. Uh, that is a natural one. Ooh. Hold again. With another natural one to confirm. Wait. Hold it again. See if we confirm or die. Or whatever. <laughs> That'd be a 19. That is a fail. But it's not three natural ones in a row. Sure. But still a fumble. In the middle of attacking, he sneezes, and he is dazed for one round. So I'm going to bring it back to Jurassic Park. Is it like that? And Dwarfy just gets caught <laughs> yeah. on him? Yep, pretty much. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Cabal points and laughs at him. <laughs> well, it's Cabal's turn. All right. Cabal will move up to the pig and punch it in the face with the punching deck. 17. That's a hit. 5 damage. It's still standing, but staggered. Dwarfy. Already? Yep. <laughs> it's, I mean, in the words of MC Hammer, it's Hammer time. 
In the words of Bory Connick Jr. <laughs> the boar saying, please hammer, don't hurt him. <laughs> and he doesn't. Uh, that is a 14. Oh no! 14. No wait, it's a 15! Because of bless! Because of bless! <laughs> Yay bless! Then that's a hit. Yeah! Nine points of damage. And Dwarfy kills the last boar as he turns to Cabal and says, Ha! In your face! Also, he gets really emotionally and he hugs Cabal because he's covered in snot. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, that's gross. So, after you fend off the boars, Duristan rushes over to the, the deer carcass and starts investigating. It's a little bit over his head because he can't quite quite tell what is going on with the the stag. He sees all the the gouge marks and stuff in it. Um, so he calls you over. Who is you? The group. Okay. The collective you. Oh, so then <laughs> y'all. So then <laughs> y'all. So then that's all y'all. If it was Delgras, he would have said y'all. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to examine this monster, or this deer. Deer. Okay. So you start examining the body. Give me a heal check. Dwarfy's heal check first. Uh, That's 18. Uh Uh-oh, Cabal. 27. Ooh. Tabam! Yeah, I don't think anybody can beat 27. Okay. With the 27, Cabal can tell that there are two types of wounds on this carcass. There are the tooth marks and tusk slashes of the boars, and then a number of bites and lacerations that are probably what caused the stag's death. And after looking at the bite marks and the slashes... Duristan is completely convinced that these are these were werewolves that did this. How can you be sure that they're werewolves and not just wolves? Well, look, just just the fact that there's these these claw marks and then the slashes that they're, they're too big to just be a typical wolf. It has to be has to be a werewolf, and these werewolves are nearby. I'm I, I'm sure of this. Could it have been a direwolf? The tracks that we found... I mean, the tracks that we found were were not werewolf. Unless it's a werewolf mixed with an ogre or a giant or something. But you you, you said that yourself, that those those claw marks, while while they, they, they looked like a direwolf, it had those elongated claws... Right. I just don't know. I think this this merits further investigation. My thoughts exactly. I say we plan a stakeout right here this evening. Oh. Uh, my, my men can set up traps, and we can lure these, these werewolves in. I mean, the lodge, we haven't even put our stuff... I'm, I'm going into your accent. We haven't even put our stuff... I see. Hold on. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> no, we haven't even put our stuff down. I mean, we've been on the road for a while. I would really 
really rather stay at the lodge. Well, if if you want to go back to the lodge, that's fine. Just remember, I'm the one that's getting you in. Ooh, blackmail. But yes, uh, you also remember we did a lot of the heavy lifting here. That's true. (laughs) But I'm... I'm staying out of here. I want to see these werewolves. Have you ever seen a werewolf? Oh, yes, yes. See, if we set up camp right here tonight, I can tell you all about the werewolves I've seen. I can tell you about the werewolves I've seen. Perfect. I've fo- we, can, we can compare stories. We, we can. And we can talk about how dangerous they are. And we can talk about how they will stop at nothing. Nothing. To kill this whole party. In our sleep. Well... We're not exactly going to sleep out here with the werewolves. After we see the wolves and we trap them, then we go back to the lodge. You you are trying to trap them or, or kill them? Either or. Dead or alive. Mr. Mr. I, I, I will mind add into my, my pelt. And the, you notice that the, the pelt that he is wearing is that of a wolf. I have but, a question about that. This is this is off topic. Um, mm-hmm. Usually, when werewolves die, they turn back into humans, mm-hmm. don't they? Mm-hmm. You can you can Ooh. you can roll a nature check on that. that I'm gonna roll a nature check because the nerd in me is going um actually. Uh, natural twenty. So you. Plus. Oh, did you want me to do my plus? Oh, you got a natural twenty. It's plenty. Um. But you definitely know that werewolves generally turn back into human form when they die. So this pelt is obviously just a wolf pelt. Where did you get this pelt? Because all the werewolves I've ever fought, when they are defeated, they turn back into uh, humans. Well, I, I, there was a wolf and I skinned it. But I have fought werewolves. I really have. Oh, and I believe you. Suka, have you fought and killed werewolves? I sure have. Here, let's let's go ahead and set up the camp and I I'll tell you all about it. Have you seen this? And I pull out my chakram. This weapon is what I use against the werewolves. Would you like to hold it? Why sure. Okay. Are you checking to see if he's a werewolf himself? Yes. <laughs> I've killed a couple of werewolves with this. I call it my halo. I'm Asimar, by the way. So ah. it's like my halo. Yes, well, I, well, I'm I'm Duriston. It's nice to meet you, Asimar. You, yes. This is Kyle, by the way. <laughs> Suga, I've told you about this. <laughs> no, no, he 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 knows. He knows now. And now he, he understands your pain. So as y'all are starting to talk a bit, the uh, the hirelings are going around and setting up the camp. Um, and while they're working to set up the camp, uh, Delgross says, Well, I do believe that this uh, search for a werewolf is a fool's errand, so I am going back to the lodge tonight. I can't guarantee I'll get you in, but, uh, wait, if anybody wants to come back, you can just, you're on Duriston's tab, not mine. So 
Oh, that was Delgross that said that. Okay. Right. And he starts making his way back to the lodge. Hmm. But as y'all stick around here, Durston goes into his stories. He's more than happy to tell you about the stories of his werewolf encounters. Okay, but um, what is the role for bullshit detecting? Sense motive. (laughs) (laughs) You Uh, have to do it with every story? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No. But he he does tell you that now I have I've I've seen and I, I've fought several werewolves, but I've killed three myself. And uh, oh, there's one other thing that I should I should probably share with you. And he kind of opens the the neck of his shirt a bit, and you see this scar on his shoulder. It doesn't look like a bite or anything; it's just a scar. And he says, "Now this this here." I, I got this from a witch. It's a special ward that is supposed to give me immunity to the curse of lycanthropy. Did you? I got this from a witch. And Saren pops off of his chest. <laughs> and starts flitting around. And I'll go back into the, his, you know, remerge with his familiar. And say, sometimes witches' gifts are more of a curse. Well, this is the first time that Cabal, Diego, and Chaubert have seen this, right? Yeah, this is weird. <laughs> I mean, you've got things flying off your body. This is bizarre. Oh, we wouldn't have talked about it on the road at any point. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's... How, how often do you fling things off your body? <laughs> Nobody said, hey, that's a cool chest tattoo. Nothing. So I, I, I take it that... That's the first time you guys have seen this, too? I guess this is the first encounter we've had with this creature. So, uh, please, please, tell us. Tell us more about this creature. This 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 creature, this creature. Well, this creature has bestowed upon me a couple of gifts. Uh, One is Saren, whom I don't really use that much, but um, I'm sure I'll find a use for in one day and then this and he touches his helm that he always wears and he turns you know into carry big and imposing you know in front of him and then and then of course there's always this and he picks up his hammer and before he can act you know activate anything with it turn the magic on he drops it thinking he doesn't want to go through that again he doesn't want to bring up the memory of his brother just just know this. Not every gift from a witch is a blessing. It's not always going to help you. There is always a catch with their gifts. I suppose that does make sense. But the witch that I happen to, to get this from is staying at Askenor Lodge. So if any of you would like this, this scar, this ward as well, um, I can set you up with that. Has this ward been tested? I have not been bitten, if that's what you mean. I like my fur the way it is. Ooh, what would be a werewolf and a cat folk? A, were- a lot of self-hatred. <laughs> <laughs> you like cat dog? From cat dog, yeah. <laughs> um. So please, uh, I- I'm always fascinated to meet real adventurers. Uh, do... Uh, 
Tell me all about your adventures. Well, there have been so many. Um, not only am I chained and cursed from a witch forever, but I'm also a prince. A prince? A prince. And a as you, bonafide prince. As you mentioned that, he's like, hold that thought for a second. And he, he gets up and goes to one of the boxes outside his tent, and he, he pulls out this very nice bottle of brandy, and he brings it out, and he pours everybody a glass and hands each of you a glass. He's like, okay, d- do continue. I figured we needed a drink with this. I, I don't mean to be rude, but I do not imbibe. That's just weird. <laughs> Cabal takes his drink, though. <laughs> uh, Diego definitely takes a drink. I just, I've, I've seen what it can do to people, how it can change them, so I, I just never, never drink. Understandable. Some people that just is, don't have the fortitude for it. That's an interesting perspective from someone who constantly changes herself. <laughs> yeah, it's called layers, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> You're like an onion. Yes, I stink. Um, so... I think that instead of rehashing all of this, he is going to tell of his tribe where he grew up, how he's thinks of himself and his tribe as avenging angels and all the stuff that we've talked about before. And what about you, uh, Mr. Kyle? Where is it you come from? I've never seen anyone like you before. Hi. I come from from Absalom. I, most most assume I come from the Shadow Plane. That is, that is actually where my family is from. But I I was in born in Absalom, and that is where I grew up. I see. Very well. And you, Mister Catfolk, I recognize some of those symbols you wear. Is that the? Uh, that'd be the symbol of Bastet. Is that correct? My yes, yes, of course. I greatly honor Bastet. Do you? Oh no, 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 not personally. I, I'm more of a follower of a raft still. But uh, I mean, I do hunt wolves, so I guess you and I would be uh, natural allies. The dog folk do not impress me. No. Yeah. Nor me. I'm fascinated by them, but not. I would never want to be one. No, and uh, I hail from the Kazmaran Mountains. Ah. So you're not from Assyria, like I, I originally thought? No. I travel a bit. Intriguing. And to the demon here, where are you from? I'm from the Church of Phrasma. Ah, follower of Phrasma, the Lady of Graves. We're actually on a mission to stop an undead uprising. This is taking up our time. Well, I, I do apologize for taking up your time. I just thought you might enjoy an adventure, since you are adventurers yourselves. I I, I do believe um, we are. We do have ulterior motives. We are hunting undead. Um, I don't think that you should throw that around. So much. This is a lesson that I've recently learned. He is more than just a demon. I see. I, I apologize if I've offended anyone. 
I don't know if Cabal has the same hang-up that Jobert does. Yeah, Jobert is actually impressed that he called him a Kyle, so... Yeah, I don't think, uh... I don't think Cabal would care. He's used to it by now, so... Well, as you guys are continuing to discuss things, you do hear a short and horrid-sounding snarl coming from the woods around you. And it is followed by what sounds like a short-lived scream and then, like, this gurgling sound. That does not sound good. But uh, I... I had my men patrolling the, the perimeter. Perhaps we should check on them. Yes, it doesn't sound very good. Roll a perception check. Ooh. 29. 26. Yeah. Okay. So y'all are easily able to tell that the scream and the snarling sound came from somewhere to the southwest. Uh, shall we head that way? Uh, I need to know if my men are safe. On the double it is. Let, let us go. Uh, as we head southwest, um, I'm going to become Carry the One. Okay. You become Carry the One. And you start making your way toward the southwest, southwest edge of the perimeter. As you... Also, wait, before we do that, um, I'm going to walk up to uh, to Jobert. And I am going to hit him with my wand of cure light wounds. We didn't heal when we were sitting around that fire. Oh, yeah. So how many, how many can I, how many times can I heal him and uh, Dwarfy before we're interrupted by monsters? I would say you're probably sitting around talking for an hour or so. Um, so I'd say you could probably heal up in an hour. Okay. Do do we need to roll that now and just have that off air? Yeah, we can do it off air. Moving on. You guys did heal while you were sitting at the campfire, so we did that off air. But as you, you make your way to the southwest edge of the perimeter, you come to a very um, a very gruesome scene. You find the body of one dead hireling on the ground and a huge gray-furred werewolf with bloody jaws holding the lifeless body of another. And this man's throat has been ripped open. Um, two hirelings? Or yes. just the one? Two, one, okay. One is, one is yeah, dead. One's dead on the ground. And the other one is in this one's jaws, basically. And as you approach, the werewolf drops the body that he's holding and commands you to stop. Why have you entered Volensag territory? I'm sorry, I don't know Volensag. And what makes it his territory? We are Volensag. Well, Balsack. <laughs> we are just campers. We are passing through, and we mean you no harm. That's a lie. We mean him so much harm. <laughs> We've already insulted him. <laughs> Stop with all of your lies. Your false explanations are meaningless. 
Go tell whoever sent you to stay out of wolf affairs. Let him know that his dealings with Mathis Mordrenacht and the Silverhide Pack do not sit well with the other tribes of this wood. There shall be much blood spilled between our kin before a Silverhide Pack Lord sits upon High Throne. Mathis the Betrayer shall never claim the title. And should you and yours continue to support him, the wrath of the wolf packs shall fall upon him. Now, leave our territory and return to your cozy wooden din, or share the fate of these little sheep. There's so much wrong with what you just said, darling. First, we don't work for anybody. More lies. Second... You've killed two of our party. They were Unprovoked. in our territory. Unprovoked. So, by all accounts, it sounds like that you're in deep, deep trouble. <laughs> Me, in deep trouble. And he, he leans back and lets out a wolf howl. And then shortly after, another howl from the surrounding area. And then another. And then another. Into the sound of a hundred wolves are howling all around you. Oh, guys, we're in deep, deep trouble. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, man. I apologize.